welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. This week, we're breaking down the Batman franchises. This week, we're discussing Batman Returns. I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. So this is another one of those cases where I want to go back and rate the previous movie we did higher because of how bad this one was and made me respect the first one more. I had that same feeling, but let's see how this guy does. He's just above average. He's uh, as useless as Max Shrek's son, Keith Swatland. How dare you? I love Shrek's son. He was one of the few good things about this movie. Also, Shrek. Excellent name. <laughs> but um, hey, before before record, we were talking about wrestling. So I, I've got another wrestling term I can practice on you guys. Got it. As the, are, you, are you ready? Yes. So, totally. Fun, this totally makes fun... sense. Yeah. I mean, hey, this is the vamping. This is the fun part. We this get to is, talk go about ahead, whatever Keith. right now. Are Let's you saying it, the rest of the podcast isn't fun? We don't vamp at all. It's strict. We're I, down to the line. I, I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> Vamp it, baby. What do you got for me? No, so I heard a fun joke, and they used a wrestling term. Okay, is that there was the 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 Will Smith famous Oscar moment was a perfect opportunity for a heel turn. Will Smith yep. could have done like an amazing heel turn right there, and just like stuck to his guns and be like, "No, nah, fuck that. Like this is what I'm doing." That, yeah, that, there it is. There's 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 my wrestling term practice. But uh, yeah, Batman was there. Fun. There it is. <laughs> there, that you have a you had a great term, Keith. Of you actually used the term correctly. You yeah. dated yes. the podcast, which is a thing I love to do, and it pisses Joe off. So yeah, what is well, it? I'm on board. It's the spring spring equinox. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Batman Returns Happy came Easter. out. <laughs> Happy Easter, everybody! Uh, Batman Returns came out June nineteenth of nineteen ninety two, of a runtime of two hours and six minutes, the exact same runtime as Batman nineteen eighty nine. Once again, directed by uh, Tim Burton, it's the only movie that Tim Burton has made a sequel to. Hmm. I guess he's uh, just made a bunch of spiritual successors. He's never made yeah. a true sequel. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, stars Michael Keaton again, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken. Unless you're big wigs there. Um, the uh, Pat Hingle returns as Commissioner Gordon, and I once again thought he would have a bigger role, but he did not. They they really and I if I remember the ones I remember better in Forever and Batman and Robin. He still never really gets a big role compared I, to what Gordon is like to Batman in the newer movies. Yeah. Um, what's your guys' history of this movie before we break down what you guys thought of it the first this time around? I was definitely a lot more familiar with this one. I watched this one more often when I was younger. Probably just partially because of like the year it came out. I was a good age to be watching Batman movies. I mean, I guess I was a little young, but a few I'm years not, after You would have been like six. Six. Yeah, seven. I would have been six. So about eight or, yeah. Like later on in my, late late into the single digits. I used well, to I guess Batman. when like the VHS would have come out. <laughs> yeah. Like late eights and nines would have made more sense. So that would make more sense. Because VHSs used to take like forever to come out comparative to like now, where it's a month after the movie releases and the Blu-rays out. That's true. That's yeah, that's very true. But I'm excited to talk about talk out this episode because I think I have a different opinion than you guys about this movie. Because I I think my like young bias came through while I was watching it because I it was 
it was uh, my history yeah my history of this one it was just like i remember catwoman being cool i remember penguin being ridiculous and uh that's yeah that's my main memory and i was just like penguin being gross that was i think that was my like my history it was just ugh, it was disgusting <laughs> I thought I remembered this movie till I watched the movie. I'm like, I don't remember this shit at all. Like I, like we got the couple of moments where Michelle Pfeiffer was hot, and then she was just kind of like <laughs> batshit crazy the rest of the time. She was hot like, nine tenths of the time. She was not hot nine tenths of the time. She was hot when she first made the suit, and then the suit started falling apart, and she just went insane and got kissed by a cat. That was weird. Um. Yeah i I thought I remembered this being the best of the original Batman series, and I am sorely disappointed and do not believe that anymore. Uh, I'm kind of with Keith on the child watching this kind as a child type thing, watching this constant. But I feel like I watched one more than I did two, but I do remember two. Um a lot and for me like this time around i'll be honest this was a movie for me to be looking at my watch going how much longer <laughs> like this movie hit me really hard to be like and i started questioning um the ranking for this movie for even later on movies and i and i had to rewatch it again today to be to be like okay it's maybe that was just a bad viewing because even the producer was just like, how much time's left in this movie? I had to pull a Keith on this watch. I had to pause it and walk away twice because I like had just completely lost focus and care for the yep. film. There was points for me in this one of just watching this, like, Oh my goodness, what is happening? Because watching it again, I can't wait when I'll Rick, you break down the plot in just a second, but it's just like watching this. I'm like, that's questionable call. That's questionable call. So let's question call it and let's go to Rick and Rick break down this plot because I got some things to talk about. Hold on, we gotta Boys stop and... this. Just compliment oh. Joe's segue there. That was so good. Thank you. I've been working <laughs> Holy on it. Shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Batman Returns. It's been a period of time in Gotham. Everything has seemed to settle down. Batman no longer seems as an utmost needed part of the city until a strange event occurs on, I think, like Christmas Eve or it's like leading up to Christmas. Leading up. Where during a tree lighting ceremony, a bundle of clowns have taken an attack on the city. Headed up by the nefarious penguin. This leads to the capture of one Shrek. Max Shrek. Uh, that would be not everyone's beloved uh, ogre okay. from the swamp. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but a terrible businessman who apparently, I, I wasn't 100% sure what the plot line was with the fucking electrical facility that wasn't going to make power was going to steal power that that was the end game it was going to steal power and also chemical waste and all that this movie stuff was basically that he didn't Aaron care Brockovich. 
<laughs> but like, what's the point of stealing the power? Like, I didn't get what the end game was for that. That kind of confused me. Shrek ends up teaming up with Penguin to take out a troublesome mayor who's backed up by Batman, who we only see once in the first 40 minutes of this movie. <sighs> Leading to the rise of the Penguin in the city, Shrek's assistant gets murdered and turns into the Catwoman after Frenching a cat's, well, I guess a cat Frenched her dead body leading to multiple showdowns with the bat whose love affair with Vicky Vale just ended because she couldn't take the two personalities and the separate. They give a very flimsy excuse for, for why one Miss Vale was gone. Wait, she just straight up knows who Bruce Wayne and Batman are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like she went, she's going to the grave with that. Wow. Yeah. When Batman kills her because apparently this Batman just kills people constantly. He is a killer. Uh, Batman takes down Penguin through some uh, exploits of, I guess, what some Republicans nowadays would call fake news of releasing <laughs> audio quips, which leads to the final fight of Penguins attacking Gotham City. Can Batman save the city? Will Catwoman end the film Frenching one of the other bad guys in an electrical outlet? Why does the Batman's mask rip off like rubber? Find all this out and more in Batman Returns. Did you, uh, have right, you so guys, did... <laughs> this Go sounds ahead, bad. This sounds bad. Just, just from that, that plot, but, uh, what, was anything I next... said wrong? Was anything I said wrong? Just, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I uh, barely paid attention during the whole ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. So uh, I, I'll bring her up now. Vicki Vale, uh, Kim Basinger, uh, was going to return. Uh, she was featured in the early draft of the film, but uh, uh, due to the fact that Tim Burton doesn't like making sequels, it was decided to exclude her. So that's why she was only mentioned. I what? don't. Because I don't he know. Like making sequels, they're just like, nah, fuck yeah. her. Um. However, uh, like I said in the last podcast with uh about Batman nineteen eighty nine, uh, Sean Young tried again, once again to uh, be Catwoman when she was trying to be Vicky Vale, and this time she went. This is when she went bonkers and then went on her own, uh, like wearing her own costume. And going to like Warner Brothers, like, hey, hire me. Um, but Basinger did this? No, no, Sean Young, the uh, from uh, Ace Ventura. Oh yeah. Um, or Rachel from uh, Blade Runners, which you can go back to listen to uh, uh, what we thought of Blade Runners. Did you guys catch the air at the end of the movie? I don't think so. So go back and required me to focus at the end of the movie. So go back and focus. It's the scene where um, uh, Batman's talking to Selena about how they should go home together and he rips off the mask. So if you go back and watch really closely as he's talking to her, he has the black eyeliner around him. And then as then they cut to her and then they cut back to him, the black eyeliner is gone. And that's when he rips the mask off. It's oh, like well, a, that's fine. It's a, it. but it's a blatant like. 
you know, boom, like not the them. black eyeliner is a part of the mask. Uh, well, yeah, they, they should have left it on. I mean, they should have time traveled to 2022 where like Robert Pattinson looked kind of cool in it. I think, uh, you know what? I think there's a, we can probably blame a toxic, that, that's a toxic masculinity right there. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Except Fuck this off, was you. the nerdiest Batman I've ever seen. I like <laughs> he's Batman fucking sucked in this movie. There was like, there was like a complete 180 from the Batman we saw in 89 to this one, because in this one we had him, you know, lurk in the original lurking in the shadows, looking lurking, you know, we're not seeing his facial expressions at all. But in this movie, we see every goddamn facial expression possible. The (laughs) smile, the shock face, the oh, no, look, and, you know, I'm like, what is going on here? We also got a little bit of the I'm Batman. Like he tried to do a gravelly voice, but it came out super like, I'm Batman. You know, that was, I think, looking back at my watching of the movie, I think that was a plus, Michael Keaton not like being in it that much. Because I think over the last, over my experience watching the Keaton flicks, like I'm not too keen on Michael Keaton as Batman. Which weird is, I don't blame him. It's the way Burton built the character. Like Burton made Batman look like a fucking nerd. He, he just looks like, like an average ass dude. <laughs> the, the the one thing I was when I before you did the plot, and I was saying like there's things I want to talk about. It's like with this movie, is basically a two origin story movie, and then Batman brood brooding in his mansion, waiting for the bat signal. And like seriously, in the last movie in '89, people going to his house for a party, and now in this one, he has legit five bat signals around his cat his mansion to w- let notify him when he needs being called it's like hello they completely changed the mansion too from yeah batman to this one i'm like that's not <laughs> the same mansion did he completely tear it down and rebuild it from the previous movie and, it, and yeah, it's not <laughs> it's not my joke or observation but i saw a funny of a, a funny video talking about batman returns where they mentioned how like absurd it is that they shine the bat signal directly into his library yeah, that's absurd. <laughs> it, it really is. And I, when it's I watch very it, I'm high-powered like, mirrors that you can see from just outside of the house because uh-huh. they're gigantic. What no, someone like, in the Gotham skyline can't look east and notice the mansion by itself with the bat signal being, sh- you know, shown in, in someone's uh, man- library. Yeah, these like that's it, it's odd it's fun it's weird going back to these tim burton movies because there's a lot i like about both of these movies but like they really needed to be 30 minutes shorter and i think they should have cranked up the wackiness maybe like one one notch i think it would have been perfect not for this one i'm no i actually don't agree for either because it was too much the fucking penguin thing at the end <laughs> completely trashed the movie like I was trying to hold on. I was like, all right, it, it's not too bad. It's gonna, There's going to be a good ending. I remember there being a good ending with fucking Penguin and that stupid duck boat. And instead, <laughs> we got stupid penguins marching through Gotham and then the duck boat turning into like an ATV. Ah, it, I think it got too <laughs> weird and stupid. I think they had clearly spent... I do appreciate the practical effects of the penguins. That was, it was a nice touch. But I think they spent a bunch of money on it and they were a little bit a little bit too proud of themselves there. And so they had so many shots of the penguins. Like the image of a penguin with dynamite on his back is hilarious. Love it. 
great, very funny. But like, they were clearly so stoked about that moment that they just kept on shooting and shooting and shooting. <laughs> I think for this movie, the difference between one and two is in the first one, when the situation comes afoot of like, hey, the Joker has poisoned all these you know items and stuff, and then it takes Batman like, you know, 20 minutes in the movie to find out how to stop it. In this movie, it's uh, we're going to kidnap every kid, every firstborn son, uh, child of Gotham. Uh, we're going to um, jerry-rig the Batmobile. We're going to do these like four things. But then le- legitimately, after they say what they're doing, the next scene is Batman stopping them already. There, yeah, wasn't there was the penguin was that. never a threat. Like every time he seemed <laughs> like he was getting an advantage, he got stopped. Like, like, go if you go back and watch, he's like, "We're gonna kidnap everybody, all the kids," and then we have a scene of, uh, the the ball, and then it's the you know I like the scene of the ball of everybody wearing masks and them two not, and then it's them realizing you know they're each who they're Batman or Catwoman, and then Penguin gets blown, comes in, and he's like, "I'm taking all your kids," and then legitimately the next scene it's Batman like, "I'm taking, I'm I'm stopping you." Like, like it's just it's just that crazy end of just that i'm watching the movie this time and i'm like cat michelle pfeiffer by the way it's like it kind of scarred me growing up like the scene of her getting pushed out and it's like the subtle jump of her getting pushed out like that's what more scarred me not her falling or anything it's just like the like oh crap out of nowhere and then she knows karate and kung fu. Is she Neo? Like, so she like just come like is she dead? Like, is yes. she a zombie? What? No, and she got like brought back by cats. So Catwoman and Penguin are like what kept me in this movie. Like those performances and like the way they portrayed them was so much fun to me. Because Catwoman literally had superpowers in this, and that's the first time in these Burton series that you've seen like superpowers. Because she she died and then she was brought back to life by cat. So she became Catwoman and she gained nine lives. <laughs> like, no, Keith, she so was the, insane. I, I was... She didn't have superpowers. She was insane. But she well, like, yeah, she but she gained got, insanity. Yeah, she, yeah <laughs> but she gained insanity, but she also gained like the power to do gymnastics, karate. Yes. You know, like I it just blew my mind on she, like the producers like, so she's how does she know all this already? How does she know how to defend herself when the first time we see Selena, you know, she's in the crowd and the clown like holds her hostage and she's like scary and all. But then the next time when she, after she becomes Catwoman, she's like flippy floppy falling 30 feet in the air. And then all of a sudden she survives it. Uh, it just, see, made I was okay with that stuff. <laughs> that until the newest Batman that we just got, Mr. Uh, sparkly Batman, Robin Pattinson. We have not had a good Catwoman betrayal on films. Like every Catwoman betrayal in the films was kind of at best it's, mid. It's that crazy thing of growing up and you're like, oh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's um, Catwoman is really good. Then you, I, as I just watched it, you know, as we just watched it for this show, and it's just like, eh, she was okay. Not not as not as awesome as we thought she w- was back in the day. And I it will was say, a star of the show for me in this movie. 
Oh no, Christopher Walken was the star of the show for me in this movie. <laughs> Christopher late 80s, early 90s, Christopher Walken in a, a villain role is so good. Um oh yeah, no, but the, I will also the, admit the that I'm a bit it. of um a snob when it comes to Batman. Like I have a very mm-hmm. like built world in my head of what Batman's supposed to look like. And like what they really did in this film was split the character of the joke or of the penguin into two people. Cause Shrek is like what aside of the penguin act of the actual penguin character of being like super cunning, conniving, backstabbing businessman. And then, but also being like a suicidal gangster, which is what the Danny DeVito character was. And I, I mean, I guess it was fine, but also like he bled green and like uh it lost me with how just over the top ridiculous it was comparative to like what i have in my mind as to what penguin's supposed to be like i was okay kind of with michelle fight but even then like catwoman is supposed to be like a female empowerment character and that didn't really come across for me Especially when she like victim blamed the female she saved in the alley of being like, come on, you were asking for it. I was like, really? So, I mean, what I've seen through the first two Batman movies too is that whoever was, the people who wrote the first two Batman movies hate women. (laughs) Because like they were just super shallow characters. The two female leads fell in love with Batman or fell in love with Bruce Wayne like instantly. At sight, yeah. That's a large majority of 80s, 90s movies also. Yeah. And like, Uh, it just, the villains, because that's the most important part of Batman is the villains. And the villains really missed the mark for me for one, being threatening. They like, they weren't threatening at all. Like as much as I didn't like some of the character choices they did for Joker, at least he felt threatening. Like nothing about Catwoman and Penguin felt threatening in any way to me. It, it's one of those things of for this, like the penguin was just Max Shrek's pawn. And then he penguin had his own idea of what to do while Catwoman was just on the rampage just because for some reason she blames Batman for what happened to her. Uh, um, the scene of her being pushed out, what they did is they put had a dummy with a ton of tuna on. And then when uh, Pfeiffer was cool. on the seat, ground they had ton of tuna in her to uh have the cat surround her at all times um uh in this one the batman costume weighed 55 pounds so that's why he didn't do a lot of uh fighting this time <laughs> like in this one he had the batmobile do most of the fighting <laughs> there was more fighting in the other one than there was this one yeah. <laughs> that's funny i thought there was more fighting in this one at least like he seemed well, to move around a bit during the fighting in this there, one. There, I, I think there was more fighting in that last one. And this one, he had all the, like, the first battle sequence we had is, is him driving the Batmobile and the Batmobile doing all the work. He legit that, set a guy it. on fire. He, he <laughs> killed that guy. He also stuck a bomb to another dude and threw him in a fucking drain and let him blow up. Yeah. Like, he murdered two people in the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the opening sequence, twenty minute plus minutes into the film. Uh, but one, before we get too ahead, far yeah. away from Catwoman, I just got to shout out Michelle Pfeiffer's performance at the when she comes back to life and she gets back to her apartment and she goes crazy and makes the suit. I thought that was brilliant. 
I think that like was the, cool. I the, think it could have been like five minutes less. Yeah, that was like the part of the, that was the part of the movie I was digging. A lot of it was fluff to me, but not that part. No. <laughs> like, Dude, the fucking to me that was like at yep. shoving her fucking stuffed animals down the like drain to get shredded was just so bonkersly dumb that it kind of lost <laughs> me. Uh, one of the cool things is uh, that I saw the video for uh, a while ago is the scene of uh, when Catwoman is using her whip in the like store and she whips the heads off. That was Michelle Pfeiffer and that was all in one take hmm. of her whipping the mannequin's heads off. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, just like in the Batman one with claustrophobia, um, Michelle Pfeiffer had that with the Catwoman suit as it was stuck to her and she had to go through yeah. 60 suits throughout the whole <laughs> uh, the whole show, a uh, whole movie. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, like she couldn't hear. She got claustrophobia just a little bit and it was just like, just like the other Batman suit or just like, yep, yeah, this skin I, tight. A, a large part to me that feels like the people who wrote this movie were really writing their own like personal Batman BDSM bullshit. Because <laughs> like the Penguin character was fucking just like human garbage. Like he was molesting women constantly, constantly trying to like get into girls' pants. Like <laughs> just the most fucking shitty uh, fraternity lines I've ever heard. That, that This time around watching it like or, or earlier knowing all the innuendos like the penguin does or what they all do and it's just like you know you're the pussy that i'm looking for and um that that line or um he asked like scented or unscented she's asking for like something something he's like scented or unscented i'm like good god he just wants to bang catwoman the first time they meet each other and there's just so many of those like innuendos and then the crazy scene of when he when he when he becomes mayor and all or announcing his mayorship, and then like the young teens, young adults say how he's a cool person to look up to, and then he's like, "You're the hottest girl that a mayor <laughs> could like bang." Yeah, it was gross. Uh, Rick, do you know who that young uh, young adult was? I don't. Uh, Lisa Guerrero, best damn sports show, period. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like okay. a like, uh, political correspondent or something. Yeah. Um, oh, just the... like you were mentioning uh, like the, just how gross the penguin was. And I, yeah. I, Rick, you mentioned you're a well-educated Batman fan. I'm not. So like a, a lot of the things I was taking in, like the ways I was enjoying or not enjoying, I'm often enjoying with this movie was just like the visual. I was looking at it as a spectacle, like trying to look at it from far away. And like, I am just the, how grotesque Penguin was, was fun to me. And how wacky Catwoman was, was fun to me. And like, just the way that Tim Burton, like used the visuals, like the tossing the baby Penguin down a drain to kill it. It was just like that was very Tim Burton because they used like it was like a childish music playing while they were doing it, and a, a lot of those like visuals and like that stuff worked. It it, it worked for me. 
like I'll, the movie did suck and i'm trying to like <laughs> oh <laughs> did, like there are there are point yeah I, there are points to this movie that the movie does like in my um, and maybe most of our eyes it doesn't live up to what we remember but i mean a lot of it like looks like from a superficial standpoint like to me it looks really cool yeah like, i like the I, I i like the art and the vision that tim burton was going for we don't See, like I, the, the, this is less steamy as the first movie you know this is more yeah and so brown in the first one it's more gray in this one we get more gotham yeah, the Tim Burton style is so specific. Like you can, I, I can watching this, I can see the birth of Nightmare Before Christmas in this. Like you can see the start of the Tim Burton trademark in this. See, I thought he did a better job setting the scene in the first one than this one. Like it felt so much blander to me than the first one. Like we realistically had like five real locations through the entire movie. Where, like, yeah. we got a, some city corners, the fucking Shrek building with, like, the weird fucking okay. creepy rotating <laughs> thing. And then Penguin's Lair at the zoo. That's like, true. There was some good, like, cityscape shots in one that I liked. I like Because the Tim Burton statue idea was really cool with Gotham. I like the big, like, Roman-style statues that they had. Yeah, uh, it's... Um, I... I, I I heard it somewhere else, but uh, the guy that did the um, scenery didn't come back. So that's why it's a different um, different set. Also, Warner Brothers was 50% was taking up for Gotham City for, for this movie. And uh, Oh, their Michelle, lot? Wow. Their lot was taken up 50% of the movie. And um, Michelle Pfeiffer kept getting lost because they'd always <laughs> change it. When she would show up and it's like, oh, I'm used to going down. No, well, that's guys, a new road. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> guys. Um, See, and I will say that it, I think DeVito and Pfeiffer did the best they could with what they were given. But I think overall the writing, like the actual words they were given to deliver were so fucking low brow and hack in this movie. Like the dialogue in this movie was so fucking boring and drab and like there was nothing to like titillate the mind through the dialogue in this movie in a movie where there's shit action and like no real intrigue you need to survive on the dialogue and it was so weak like walking every time he was on screen owned it and just like he stole the film in my words in my eyes and i think that's what really makes the film fail to me because it's a batman movie and for batman to be the worst main character in the movie that's a problem yeah and there was i i kind of see some of that in both of these movies i was kind of shocked how much i was sort of bummed out by this one and the last one because i I've always kind of held these movies on high regard. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, everybody, everybody does. Yeah, so like these movies are t- a two uh, like a two hours that are not fun to get through, and that was the biggest bummer for me for watch for my experience. It makes these watching this really makes me excited for the Joel's for the silver the Joel silver the ones Schumacher. Sure, sorry, Schumacher silver and silver. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, one of the so. Those the, the production Keith brought about earlier about the penguins and being those those are real penguins. Um, 
Yeah, no, they, they were, fucking uh, were not real. They really. Yeah. The production <laughs> wanted to use king penguins, but the only tame ones in captivity were at a bird sanctuary in the Cotswolds, deep in the English countryside. So the birds were flown over to the states in a refrigerated a refrigerated <laughs> hold of plane. They were given their like, own. Do you think like nine of them died? <laughs> no, I, That's a, there's that. no way you could get away with that nowadays. Uh, they were given their own refrigerated trailer and swimming pool with half a ton of fresh ice every day. They had fresh fish delivered daily straight from the docks. Even the temperatures outside for nearly top 100, 100 degrees. The entire set was refrigerated down to 35 degrees. The birds also had a around-the-clock bodyguard. The birds clearly enjoyed experiences following their stint in Hollywood because most of them mated and produced eggs. The sure sign of contented penguin. Do you think... So this was like peak Harvey Weinstein era. Do you think he ever like took some penguins into his office? Oh, God. Just to have them there, you know? Keith, as you make that joke, remind me to find this thing on twitter to send you which was a clip from the bar from a barbie movie in which it's a cartoon but there's a harvey weinstein cameo in that movie talking to a young like actress in the film Awesome. awesome um one of the things about this movie is they did is they had a uh high security for photos they didn't want to get anything leaked so like because of danny devito's costume and it took them three hours to be applied, but they had high security that they didn't. Ref- they even refused uh, Kevin Costner to show up on set. <laughs> I would have assumed that they just didn't want people taking pictures of Catwoman home to wank off to. Wait, wasn't uh, this, that this was like- a constant? That was a constant because people kept stealing the posters because they kept doing because <laughs> with this Batman Returns they did the individual posters, and then the big one is all three heads. The Catwoman one kept getting stolen. Let's... That's a, that'd be a good poster, God. actually. Like Michelle Pfeiffer ain't that far from the latest Selena Kyle for me. She was so good in this movie. I loved her. <laughs> for for me, for for me, and mostly the producer, uh, she went out of she when Catwoman started licking herself. Loved it. That was like <laughs> when she's like the producer's like I'm out. <laughs> I'm on my the favorite... producer's side for that. That was. Fucking stupid. I liked it when she like yeah she gave the cat the milk and she like I like and just a little touch of her leaving herself a voicemail that was funny I like that scene. No, she yeah, but that was before she was Catwoman. That was when she was still like the fucking lame Selena Kyle. Yeah, the, that was a nice like '90s comedy touch for me though. Like it was like that's a very like like who leaves themselves a voicemail? That's <laughs> psycho shit. <laughs> Um, the faking of psycho shit. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer put a live bird in her mouth. That scene was that, that was real. real. They had puppets on set, but the Pfeiffer thought they looked too fake, so she put <laughs> okay, them. Okay, Michelle, love it. How much? That's that's coke. That was cocaine. <laughs> With this craziness of how this movie is a sequel to the movie, and the fact that, um. Tim Burton doesn't like doing direct sequels. Uh, there was ideas of somehow, some way, bringing back the Joker, but once again, Burton did not does not want to do this to be a direct sequel, <laughs> so they didn't bring him back. But there was uh, thoughts. Uh, the reason why Danny DeVito took this role is because Jack Nicholson said you're making a lot of money if you did. Hell yeah, 
I'm sure. I mean, it's still like people's favorite Batman. Apparently, purely through memory, because it does not live up to HD <laughs> re-rendering the way it probably looked way better in VHS and on tube TVs. This film does not hold up. I watched it visually. on Hulu, and it probably would have looked better on VHS because it would have had that that shitty old look, and I think that would have helped it. <laughs> no, a lot of old stuff doesn't upscale well because it was especially well this is probably actually like film quality that they redid didn't take the vhs and redo it but a lot of stuff doesn't upscale well just because it wasn't made with the capability we have now so when it gets upscaled it's just gonna really show off imperfections that you couldn't see previously 4k i have the 4k set and it's actually pretty decent for being a 1992 movie um Meryl Streep was briefly briefly considered for the role of Catwoman. Um, but wasn't she like already old in 92? Yeah, but that's why she was considered too old. She's Annette, always been 47. <laughs> Annette Annette Benning was uh she had the role, but she got pregnant, so that's when Michelle Pfeiffer came in. And I can tell you that I don't know if because I do know in the 89 michelle pfeiffer and keaton were dating i don't know if they were still dating at the time so could have been awkward if not you know they're damn uh actors um but um i one funny thing is this movie's pg-13 and i love uh, when i was i don't know if they showed you the ratings on hulu but oh, it's, it's pg-13 interesting yeah it's pg-13 for brooding is one of them nice <laughs> it's, it's like really brooding brooding right uh max shrek is a character that was just made for this movie so he's not in any of the other um batman universe yeah, he's that i know literally of. just a slice of the penguin character turned yes. into a character yeah he was just like donald trump kind of in the 90s like yeah he was just, just there sort of, and like an, an obnoxious rich guy and yeah. by the way, he crumbled and folded so quick under Penguin's little small blackmail. A realistic billionaire would have been like, whatever. Yeah, try me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keith, are you really sure about that after seeing the man who was our president for four years and how he is now Putin's lapdog? Yeah. <laughs> man. I, uh, Burgess Meredith, who played the Joker in the Batman, I mean, played the Penguin in the uh, TV series, was originally supposed to be played... Uh, penguin's father but he got ill so that's when they brought in paul rubens one pb herman to be tucker cobblepot in the beginning of the movie i totally didn't notice that in the actual film till i looked up the cast later i was like peewee i didn't see that at all uh, i did not know that growing <laughs> up until like i don't know like 10 years ago and i was like wait a minute peewee herman was in batman returns yes yes he was this is even after Keith's favorite Pee Wee scandal. I think what I'm, I'm really saying, realizing... like, if you're going, if you're going to that kind of movie, like, what else are you gonna do? Like, yeah, yeah that's point. such an overblown <laughs> bullshit. <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really realizing that the pedestal that Michelle Pfeiffer get, got held up on as the best Catwoman is more just a really low bar. Well, there is because... no Catwoman's. <laughs> the, the only Catwoman was the two on the TV show. And the real, the real you know, Catwoman, guys, honestly, is Halle Berry. So let's oh my just God. stop it there. Because, I mean, there was <laughs> Anne Hathaway, and that was terrible. And oh, I like God. Anne Hathaway, yeah. but that was the worst casting decision, I think, in all the Batmans ever. 
Didn't no. all she do is just say like, "Hey, you're rich. We're gonna steal from the rich." Isn't that like all she did? Yeah. Yes, that's all. That's all <laughs> Anne Hathaway's did. And I, I did not like her in the uh, when they announced her. And then I ha- still haven't liked her. The producer asked me after watching the movie. Um, she's like, "Um, who's your? You know, after watching this, it is growing up. We thought Michelle Pfeiffer was the best Catwoman." does it still stand up? And I was like, no, Zoe Kravitz. Like it's, I didn't, I didn't, there was no pause. It was like, no, Zoe Kravitz is to me now the number one Catwoman. Zoe Kravitz S tier. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, probably B tier. She's that, two. That's it. She's two. That's all there is. <laughs> and then probably <laughs> Anne Hathaway at D tier. And then unfortunately, even though I do love this woman and would leave my wife for at any moment, Word. Halle Berry is F tier. <laughs> But I'll I mean, put, it's not oh, her like fault Halle she Berry, was given a terrible script. Halle Berry the, is almost like fun bad, though. That was almost like, that was almost bad. And she bad. owns it. She talks shit about that movie and knows how bad it was. Like, she can, hates the fact she did that movie. She went to the Razzies and accepted her award. And I tell you guys that my old roommate, you know who she is. That's her favorite uh, superhero movie. That's a respectable take. I like that. <laughs> I fucking hate you, Sweatland. You have you just live by having terrible takes, and I hate you for no, it. No, like superhero movies are too popular. It's cool to like a bad one. That's fun. <laughs> Keith just being the fucking like fuck the establishment. Even Keith is what high school kids thought by going to Hot Topic. They weren't lame like the Amber Carmy and Finch kids, even though they yeah. were just the different version of the Amber Carmy and Finch kids. Yeah. So these are. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So these are actors that were originally uh, the ideas for the Penguin. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, he was first choice, but he declined. That would have been good. Uh, we had Marlon yeah, Brando. Oh, that would have been good. Uh, been John s- Candy. Oh, that's weird. Uh, Alan Rickman. <laughs> Phil Collins. Ben Kingsley. John Goodman. Wait. Yes. Ben Kingsley. No, no, I confused who Phil Collins was for a second. Oh, okay. Uh, Christopher Lee, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta, and uh, there's uh, Christopher Lloyd. Wait, like the like musician Phil Collins? Yes. Yeah. They thought we're gonna get the musician Phil Collins to play Penguin. Policia Phil Collins. Yes. So like we were gonna get in the air tonight. To penguins. Yes. Shooter do 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 do. Penguins can't fly. That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Would have made for a more interesting movie, maybe. Like they just shoot to the penguins lair. Penguin on his piano. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Penguins bobbing their head on the piano. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. I would I actually think that would have made a much better movie. It would have approved of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just so confused how Phil Collins would have been considered for that role. I don't think he was really considered. I think he was put on some list. He was on the, he was on a list. That's what I was just saying. These like, are did all Phil yeah. Collins ever act? Yeah, he's in yeah. Hook. I mean, he's in a Peter, he's in Hook. God, I don't remember Hook then. He's the investigator in the very beginning of the movie when the children go MIA. Oh, so, so like he's never done like a big role. Well, he would have worn a fat suit and like stumbled around and like thrown a baby down a well. That would have been fine. He did a movie called Buster. <laughs> um, I'm I'm on his wiki right now. 
a lot of Phil Collins music videos, music videos, Miami Vice TV show. Wait, Phil Collins was in the Trailer Park Boys movie? That makes sense. Makes total sense. Oh, yeah, wait, this is a different no. this is a different Phil Collins. Who are you? Okay. Well, the Phil Collins eyes <laughs> Phil Collins with an S. Genesis is Genesis <laughs> Phil Collins. Not a police. I went to a Richard Collins. I didn't notice that. Uh, I was like, Phil Little Collins Dick was Collins. in the trailer park boys. There, so uh as I uh, we talked about Batman one and this one, uh Robin was almost cast. In this movie. Who cares about Robin? <laughs> you want to take a guess who's going to be? Mar- I do. Uh, come the next movie with Chris O'Donnell and this you know who's tragic storyline. Who was supposed to be it. Robin in this? Who was what? cast? I don't know. Fucking Tom was Cruise. It, was it Chris O'Donnell? <laughs> no. Damn Jack it. Nicholson. It was Marlon Wayans. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm okay with that actually. But he it was cast. No <laughs> he was cast, and then they just edited. Uh, this, they just re-scripted everything and they just took him out again. Wait, did they actually do any shots with him in the film? Like, is there uh, no. like, actual... Oh, I was going to say, uh, is there Marlon... out there as Marlon Wayans as Robin? Was Marlon also in In Living Color? Was he too young? Then? Yes, he was. So this was peak In Living Color fame. So he, that made sense then. Um, Who was In Living Color? Uh, in Living Color was like 19... Damon, Marlon, Jim Carrey. <laughs> I mean, I know what James Carroll. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. 1990 I, I to 94. 1990-94. I was trying to remember I, what the time period was. Yeah, he joined in. Um, I always forget that like Jennifer 92. Lopez was one of the dancers for that. A fly girl. That's right. Um, he actually had a you know, the only the closest Marlon Wayne's got was he had a, a wardrobe fitting. So the, there's the, pictures out there of Marlon Wayne's wearing a Robin costume. If you can find it, it's just like Nick Cage's um, Superman. Superman. It's out there. It's out there, man. Nick, Nick Cage of Superman does exist. Shut up, Scully. Our Mulder. Scratching at the door. Oh, did you want? Um, I'm pretty sure it's a. It's an X Files reference. Line. No, oh. I was doing a Nick Cage line. Sorry, that was a Wickerman. No, it was a Ghost Rider. There it is. We're gonna do Ghost Rider soon on this series. I still can't <laughs> believe we saw Wicker Man in theater, Joe. I love it. I loved it. One of the one of the things that kind of scarred not scarred me, but like freaked me out as a kid was the scene of like the penguin eating the fish. Oh, that was a good scene. And then like he walks down and then he bites the guy's nose like back to back. That was like that. Those scenes and the scene of the when the when Catwoman rescues the. You know the girl that was deserving it in the alleyway, but then she scratches the like makes the tic tac toe face uh thing on the guy's face that creeped me out as well. I was just like she then she murdered that guy right like she stabbed that guy in the face after making that tic tac toe board. I think I'll give you I'll give both of you that the penguin and Catwoman are kind of like wacky and stupid maybe in this movie, but the scene of penguin eating the fish and biting the dude's face rocked like just that little moment that slice of film was. Super cool. <laughs> eh. I'll yeah. be honest, nothing about this movie came off as cool to me. Like, like I thought this some is... of the poses Michelle Pfeiffer hit were very good, and there were definite moments of her like encapsulating the Catwoman character very well. 
there were no moments where I thought Danny DeVito encompassed who Penguin is very well. I'll be honest. Well, that's that's the weird thing about this movie. Like the the way Tim Burton envisioned the bad guys is this: they were like they were like actually the animals that they inha- like were a theme of. It's almost like he didn't like care about Batman. <laughs> so like he was like, oh, the penguin's just a penguin, right? And the Catwoman's a cat. <laughs> like, yeah, does, yeah, get it nine lives, huh? Get it. <laughs> I also couldn't like it felt like the film couldn't decide if it was a like a grittier kids film or a really soft adult film. <laughs> That's Tim like, Burton. <laughs> I was like, is this like I just it just couldn't decide. And it just felt so yeah. empty by not like playing both sides of the situation. God, it's weird how these movies shook out for me because like this movie was more fun, but I'll admit the first one was substantially better as a movie. So like it's I'm I'm excited come review time. I'm like I'm racking my brain on it. <laughs> See, I got no fun out of this movie. It was a drag the entire like when I paused it after the first hour, I was like, I'm only an hour yeah. in. I have That's to get through another hour of film. Yeah. I had that moment on both of them. <laughs> I, I did not have any of that with the uh, with Batman one. Um, I had this a lot with Batman two. Um <laughs> with this one. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of I, I had it up and then I scrolled through a page. But there's a lot of what Keith was saying about how in this movie, there's a lot of references to the bat, the, the cat and penguin throughout the whole movie to with the, you know, a lot of references during the whole movie of, you know, penguin being somewhat rescued by penguins in the beginning of the movie, cat, <laughs> cat woman having all the cats around her when she dies, Batman with all the bats that he somehow hides in all his, you know, um, bat wing the bat boat the bat mat batmobile and also one thing that bugged me is this movie is like penguins henchmen are smart enough to hack the batmobile like really the action well, and he said he was gonna make it a bomb but he didn't make it a bomb he just took it over <laughs> he was supposed to make it like he said he was gonna make it into a nuke or something like that, uh, 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 doomsday device type thing. And friggin' Batman tears apart his vehicle, puts in a CD so he can record what Penguin says. And then, like, <laughs> the Batmobile auto scans and goes, Hey, there was something on us that doesn't look familiar. He, how does he punch a hole through the floor of I, a moving vehicle i don't know dude because you would assume batmobile pretty reinforced all around because he doesn't yeah. want stuff like getting at him but he can punch through the floor two like inches away from where the device is okay well and what the fuck is up he's a billionaire and he makes this batmobile that's supposed to be like a tactical super vehicle and it's one trick is to like stick out things to take people's shins out yeah i fucking hated every app go ahead joe i was gonna say or it shoots out like uh bean bags i hated every aspect of the gadgets on the batmobile in this movie because it was literally just designing things to fight that one situation yep which is fucking bonkers it makes no sense like that's not tactical that you just were like all right we're gonna have people on stilts so he'll have things that can shoot out to get people on stilts why is Batman designing shit for his car to take out people on stilts? In in Batman 1, 
he uses it to blow up a, a, a the power plant. He blows it up, and that's about it. And this one, he can shoot bean bags, take people down on stilts, uh, turn the car one eighty with the you know the uh, that thing was so fucking dumb. Like, dude, just turn the car around. How yeah. how was lifting it in the air and rotating it faster <laughs> than just doing a J turn? You can't do a three three point you know turn. No, he has to just do the one eighty turn with the cement thing down. And um, which again brings us to the point of how did he punch through the fucking floor if that thing is under him? Science, science, my friend, <laughs> science. And then of course all of this. Apparently the Batmobile is ninety percent empty because he can just like shoot out a bunch of his fucking armor to turn it into a thinner car. I had that toy. I had the toy of like the like the bat wiener. Um, I had that toy. Um, also, I hated up. the Blues Brother bit of like the cop cars just driving into something they couldn't drive through. Like what fucking idiot sees a wall coming up that you clearly can't get through and they all just fucking like 90 miles per hour run into it. Like, okay. There was too much asking of my suspension of disbelief in this film for me to stay disbelieved. <laughs> I, one, of, one of the fight sequences I liked, and it's just the, the smallest thing possible is when the, um, Gotham princess gets kidnapped and Batman finds her and then Catwoman like they fight for that split second and then Catwoman legitimately chucks a chair at Batman and he couldn't block it and he gets hit in the face with them like okay that's like the best fight scene I mean, in the whole damn movie maybe it's funny and maybe like Tim Burton's take on Batman's funny because he like sucks Maybe that's like a funny thing. I don't know. But Michael Keaton is just like a useless ass Batman. I mean, how many times have we watched this man get shot and fall down in two films? Yeah. Like she legitimately found out his his weakness is that his whole bodysuit doesn't go fully around him and she legit stabs him in the side. And then he throws acid on her. Like, seriously? Acid? (laughs) (laughs) God. Uh, one also, um, uh, one of the ideas was to have Max Streck be uh, Penguin's older brother. That was the idea in one of the scripts. That would have made more sense to me. But and then they... that whole thing after, like, she stabbing him, and then he threw an acid on her, and they're making out on Bruce Wayne's couch, both trying to hide these injuries from one another because you know they would find out who the other one was, even though they don't know who each other is yet, and they could have just made up a lie. Like that was so like. The we both know who we are, but we're not letting each other know who we are yet. So we can't yeah. reveal these injuries to each other because we would both know the thing we already know, but we don't know. It was just such hackney writing. I was like, what? Like, just come up with a lie. Why would she know that you're Batman from having a side injury? I I don't Ugh. know. It's it's that weird uh Real thing that then they it leads up to the the ball and that's when they you know they do the line of like mistletoe if you eat it it's dangerous not as dangerous as a kiss and that's when they and find that's what each gives other. them away that yeah. fucking gave them that, away I was yep. like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> and then and just it, in general if Batman gets challenged to a fight why is he inviting pussy over to try and get before he goes to have this fight like shouldn't he have been getting ready to go help the town square instead of trying to get into Selena Kyle's pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, another cool thing I'll bring up about uh, 
Paul Rubin is he repraises his role as Penguin's father in the Gotham uh, TV show. Even as a huge Batman fan, never watched that. Never watched it. I did. I did. I was not in uh, in interested in a nine year old, twelve year old Batman, Bruce Wayne. Even though it's not supposed to be about Bruce Batman, but it's just like he's there. Completely rewrote like Batman lore, and like he's yeah. meeting all the like evil doers really early before they're like evil doers bullshit. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. too much of a stretch for me. Oh, I don't know anything about the series you're talking about, but a young Batman sounds just excruciatingly dull and boring. It's it was on Fox. <laughs> it's it called Gotham, and basically, yeah, it's about right. I do it's, remember that. Yeah. it's about the cops, and Bruce Wayne is there. However, it's, it's to be about more Gordon about like, and like how Gordon yeah. rose through the ranks. Some but fucking like, cop, who cares? But all the <laughs> but all the villains are in the movie as well in the show. Yeah, like so. I think bruce and like selena become friends or something they do yeah yeah it's kind of like, like riddler uh, works for gotham pd or something for a bit yeah it's that weird kind of thing you know um, one thing i do appreciate about tim burton and this movie is that like there's in batman universe because it's so old like there are some pretty there are some villains that are clearly just like kind of like wacky cartoon characters and tim burton was willing to take them on like the penguins are stupid character <laughs> no, dude, he made him a stupid character this is not yeah. what penguin is in the comics at all it's like look at the difference between the, Even the, in like, the isn't he like in from the 60s or something i mean in you the, say yeah. that about every fucking major villain then go back and watch any yeah. of the, the adam west batman tv show they're all wacky and just yeah. like this that's just golden but, era stuff. Like that's yeah, changed yeah. dramatically since then. Got, I mean, but, what yeah. Penguin is is a mobster. He runs look, like. Look yeah. at the, look at the Batman. This the twenty twenty two Batman. What we just watched. Like look at that Penguin to this Penguin. You know, there's the complete yeah, difference. <laughs> that is much closer to what, and awesome character. <laughs> yeah, that is much closer to what Penguin is in the comics nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Um. The final shot of the film, I which I did, I honestly forgot about, is when the bat signal was shown and there was Catwoman uh, looking at it. Uh, that was added on as an afterthought, literally weeks before the film opened. Uh, they shot the film on a weekend, less than a day for after conception, and had a stunt double in that cost them two hundred fifty thousand for that one shot. Because it was really uh, cool if Catwoman ever came back. Well, there was an unproduced Catwoman spinoff. That was the idea after this movie that they were going to uh, go with it. And Michelle Pfeiffer was going to reprise her role. Um, but once they came up with the idea, then that's the same day Batman forever was released. And that's when they, the idea came and then they did Batman forever. And then they're like, you know what? We're not going to do a uh, spinoff anymore. Uh, the idea was after the trauma of Batman returns, she, she has amnesia and doesn't really remember why she has all those bullet holes in her body. Uh, then she goes to Oasisburg. What uh, it's uh, what Gotham city is to New York is Oasisburg to Las Vegas to uh, LA resort in the middle of the desert is run by superheroes. And the movie was a, so that was an idea for her to do, but it was, we didn't get any of that. They're implying Sounds like dog desert water near Gotham. <laughs> well, it's like it's like uh, it's just another town that's close to Gotham because Gotham keep, is like New York to Oasisburg being Vegas to L- or L.A. So it's just like your favorite garbage movie, 
of Batman versus Superman. You shut your damn mouth, boy. Where you shut Gotham, careful. careful. Choose your next words wisely. <laughs> where Gotham and Metropolis are just a river apart from each other, but Batman and Superman have never met. Why'd you say that name? Yeah. Martha, <laughs> why'd you say that? Martha. That movie is garbage, and I'm going to fucking hate every moment you make me watch it. Oh, we're going to watch that. We're going to love it, and we're going to mean me and Keith are going to slowly break it down oh so slow oh, yeah we're just gonna we're gonna much like much like catwoman licks batman face Joe we're gonna lick up bvs doj yeah we're gonna lick the blu-ray disc oh. <laughs> meow <Yeah. laughs> oh. but yeah uh oh yeah you bite your damn lip bite your damn lip <laughs> um but with this movie itself, um, it's like crazy. It's like watching it now to then, you know, we're like, oh, it's Batman. It's Batman. And then you watch it now and it's two hours and six minutes and Batman's in it in costume. 30 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Like, they fixed the suit because even like the newest Batman, like Batman's not in it a whole bunch. Yeah. But there was nothing else to enjoy. Because <laughs> like I said in the beginning of the show of how like this movie has two, we have two uh, origin stories of how Penguin and Bat, uh, Catwoman become who they are. Unlike Batman 1989 of, we have one origin, basically two because of Batman and Bruce Wayne. But we get, I feel like in these two, you get, Okay, this is Batman. This is Joker. You know who you're dealing with. And this one, they waited. They did a lot more. This is Catwoman, but let's go through everything. And this is Penguin. Let's go through everything to realize who they are. And like for me in this movie itself, like I think they made, you know, we talked about it. They made Batman a bitch because of the idea of he, like if you watch the movie and you see his eyes widen because he, he's shocked and he's, oh no, what to do? And then when he's Bruce Wayne, you know, he's the brooding one in one, you know, and this one, he's the, he googly eyes over Selena Kyle and he forgets everything that he does. First time you meet, you see him, you know, outside, you know, when he's talking to her, it's just like, what are we Let's doing? And the coolest thing that Batman and or Bruce Wayne does in this entire movie was when he flips all those papers at a uh, Shrek. Hell yeah! Across the table, that was dope, and that's the best thing Batman and/or Bruce Wayne does the entire movie. Well, and like, go ahead, Keith. Oh, I was just saying, as we get to the end of talking about the Michael Keaton movies, like I think it's fun to try to reflect on Keaton as a Batman and like what went right and wrong. Well, well, I mean, yeah, no, we'll get there. I'm just thinking, like, on yeah. the like, just look, Michael Keaton didn't especially like. He wasn't especially like I'm trying to think of the right word, but like spicy as a Batman or a Bruce Wayne. He was just sort of there, and he was a lame nerd, as said as someone who loves all nerdum. <laughs> but he was a lame nerd as Bruce Wayne. He just he, he spat took... out soup in this fucking movie and went, "Oh, it's cold." <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be, sir. Like um, what the fu- and... Why was that scene left in this movie? Like I, I feel like for a Batman or a Bruce to be successful, one of them needs to stick out. 
It's like it's, for me, why I like why I like Ben Affleck. I mean, we'll get there later, but like he sticks out to me as Bruce. Like he is a hell of a Bruce Wayne in my mind. So like Michael Keaton was neither a hell of a Bruce Wayne or a hell of a Batman. He was like sort of even keeled on both ends of it. And that sort of rubbed me wrong. I might argue he's not even even keeled. I would say he's below average as low keel. <laughs> or like, so like the scene of him bidding soup, it feels like what they did with the first movie of when Alfred calls him and is like, Hey, Miss Vale called and said, she'll be meeting you. She's running late to meet you at the museum. And he's like, okay, cool. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? I don't have any, you know, like, I think that's like what they try to do with the same scene of like, it's cold. It's meant to be cold, sir. Um, but this won't be, this isn't the last time we see Mike Keaton, guys. Because he's going to be in the next Flash movie. And he's going to be in Batgirl, the movie, Batgirl movie. That's going to be on HBO Max. So, we ain't done with them just yet, guys. We're not done. What? We're not key ton. We're key. I'll take done. that from the key. Key done. You get it? I got it, Keith. Okay. Proud of you. Proud of you. It was a bit. I was doing. I was doing a thing there. Sorry. You, trying, you nailed it. Trying it I was trying it out. No, you nailed it once again. Once again, <laughs> saying you're doing a bit. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. My my one of my last things I want to bring up about this movie is the idea of the fact that. At the end of the movie of one, Commissioner Gordon's like, we have a signal for him now. And then Gordon's trying to talk to Batman. He's like, fuck off. Like, he's like, it's not done yet. You know, he just like leaves him. I'm like, so that's the relationship we have here. Okay. Because I know in Batman and Robin, he talks more to the, of uh, to Gordon. But it's just like, once again, like, he's a dick. Well, and like, one more scene that stuck out. It's just odd, like, odd and just stupid is Batman has a weird slide in his Iron Maiden that gets him down to the Batcave in literally two seconds more than an old man can take the stairs? The, the tomb with the spikes? That yeah, always bothered Iron, me. That's an Iron Maiden. And yeah. they don't retract till after the doors close. I'm like, dude, yeah. wouldn't you want those to retract before the door closes? No, I'm pretty sure that's just called a tomb with spikes in it. Yeah, it's tomb <laughs> with spikes, buddy. Have you ever, ever had, Hey, Rick, have you, ever heard, have you ever heard of the band Tomb with spikes. They rip. They rip. But like he has a fucking slide that doesn't get him downstairs any faster than Alfred can go down the stairs. Just looking forward to Batman Forever when he has a slide in his office that somehow gets him to the uh bat cave from his office. So I'm gonna call my shot now, kind of like Frank Thomas did. Oh, here yeah. we go. The big hurt. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. I'm I'm calling it now. I'm gonna say that Forever and B and R are better than these. I think Batman Forever is better than uh, this one for sure. I don't know, it'd be better I, than one. I don't know if I'm ready to go out on a limb that say B and R will be better. I think yeah. we're gonna love Schwarzenegger and love Poison Ivy. Yeah, the Ice Age. Yeah, and I yes, think we're we gonna will. love this the bike scene where like they're racing people in day glow paint. But oh, I do I'm excited for that- like. I'm excited for Robin to not jump the gap and get pissed. No, <laughs> guys, that's two movies away. We got we're gonna do Batman I am first. Super ready for Sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, brother. Because we're about to watch Jim Carrey fucking just eat that Riddler character and just like oh, just two scenes alive. I guess you guys can find oh, more man. details of the relationship between one Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. But that's for the next movie. So let's and do also the watch Val Kilmer be the best Batman and 
I'm very confused as to how I'm going to feel about that. So, so wow. Tell me, Doc. I'm excited to argue that he might be the like the best Batman. Yeah, because <laughs> that's I what Rick just said. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. No, rate, I was, I'm sorry. I was wrapping Batman. my head around it. I was wrapping my head around it. Yeah, okay. Val Kil- I'm. Keith took his shot. I'm taking my shot right now. Val Kilmer. In a series that has been completed, has no, no, what, no matter what, Val Kilmer has played the best on air movie Batman. <laughs> love it, love it. I don't know about that. Me and Keith have a couple movies in mind that are better, but yeah, we digress. But let's go to the budget uh, for One this of them movie. It's four hours long. It's all I'm <laughs> uh, The budget for this movie was $80 million, a big jump from the 35 from the original. 80 million dollars uh, in 1992 that's insane yes uh for the gross domestically got 162 million internationally 103 million so worldwide only 266 million compared to the 411 million they got in the first one i was about to say that doesn't sound that good no it wasn't um let's go to the box office for june 19th through the 21st uh, Ooh, i'm excited for this uh, once again, it's kind of another banger of a uh, top 10 for uh, movies that we've seen or not seen. Um, coming in number 10 in its 14th week with a hun- with 951,000 basic instinct. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, that, that movie's good. <laughs> um, the uh, number nine in its third week it, with 1.2 million is called Class Act. It, it, uh, John Lovitz. Uh, no, it's nope. the <laughs> kid in play. Oh, yeah, I've never seen that. And, it's uh, not House video. Party, but it's the yeah. other one. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer, I think I prefer class act than I do kid in play. I mean, uh, <laughs> house parties. Uh, number eight in its fifth week with 1.5 million is Alien 3. Ooh, David Fincher joint. Yep. Number seven in its fifth week with 1.6 million, Encino Man. Oh, shit. Number hey, six. By the way, when we get to it, I'm 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 calling out for whatever what, six months or two years when we get to Alien that Alien Three is wildly underrated. Uh, number six in its fifth <laughs> week with three million, far and away. It's the Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman like uh, Western movie. I think it's <laughs> <Gross>. Western. <laughs> I don't I don't know that movie. Um. It is a young Irish couple flee to the states, but subsequently struggle to obtain land and prosper. Wait a minute, freely. I want to watch Tom Cruise do an Irish accent. That sounds cool. okay. So, yeah, it's them. Uh, number five, and it's six week with four million lethal weapon three. God, is that the one where uh, the man of the hour currently Chris Rock got introduced to lethal weapon? Um, what is, or where did Chris, Chris Rock got he four? Turn? He's four. He's Holy four. Crap. Okay. He's four. Um, what is Lethal Weapon three? Lethal Weapon three is the one. Uh, uh, Joe Pe- uh, Pesky uh, Pesci joins the show. Uh, number four in its second week was seven million. It's House Sitter. It's um Goldie Hawn and Steve Martin. God, I haven't heard of Goldie Hawn and too long. Uh, number three in its third week with three million is Patriot Games. Harrison Ford, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and number two in its fourth week with seven million, Sister Act. 
Nice. We so could do means, those movies. Though. Those are uh, that'd be they're, making another, they're making another one. So uh, coming in number one in its first week worth $45 million, Batman Returns. Let's go to the ratings. IMDb gave this one a 7.1. Damn. Out of 10. Uh, all Ron Tomato, all critics gave this one an 80. Top critics gave this a six, 68. And audience gave this a 73. So before we uh, go to our rankings or glazing, Keith, you got any reviews here? One from a, a live man. Oh, yeah. Very alive. Probably cancerless. Thriving and happy. Roger Ebert. Jesus. Watching Batman. Um, he gave it two stars out of four. And I chose a little paragraph here I like, so we'll do a little reading series. So from the final paragraph of the review, I give the movie a negative review, and yet I don't think it's a bad movie. It's more of a misguided one, made with great creativity, but denying us what we more or less deserve from a Batman story. Looking back over both films, I think Burton has a vision here and is trying to shape it to the material, but it just won't fit. No matter how hard you try, superheroes and film noir just don't go together. The very essence of noir is that there are no more heroes. I had a feeling by the end of this film that Batman was beginning, beginning to get the idea. So, yeah, Ebert wasn't too psyched either. I wonder what Ebert's take on Sin City was, because that, what, well, I guess they weren't really superheroes in that, though, and that's yeah. why it, it works as noir. Yeah. yeah, they were just all assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout so, out Bruce Willis. Gonna miss you, buddy. And no now shit. it makes sense why you've been doing shitty movies and went crazy. Hey, I'm the uh, uh, the uh, Razzies rescinded the new uh, uh, category of Bruce Willis movies. Um, so let's go ranking. We're gonna rank down every. Uh... He does have some bad ones though. Well, he... well, yeah. Well, he, no. he's lost his ability to like talk. Yeah. Well, he has bad ones, Keith. But the thing is, Even the like Razzies. 10, I'm, I'm talking like ten years ago. Well, no, no, no. Well, yeah. Thank you. Razzies just did a. Bruce Willis movies that he started and it was seven movies from this past year. So it wasn't yeah, like these past 10 years. It's, he did seven movies this past year that like makes Nick Cage movies look fantastic. It was Man, really the they gross are. powers to be trying to milk them for as much money as they could while they still could type situation. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> so we're going to rank that rank uh, best Batman, best Bruce, best villains, best suits, best Batmobile and overall movie. Right, guys. Overall movie. Yep. Got Keith, it. you okay, want to cool. get the hot cocoa ready, and uh, I'll you know slap out some blankets. He's in darkness already. I so. think I, I saw a fun TikTok about some good cocoa recipes we can use. Oh, that did make me want to talk about what the fuck was that fireplace in the Bruce Wayne Manor? <laughs> that thing was a fucking room in my house. What the fuck? Yeah. Rich people, was he baby. Burning grand pianos in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joe owes me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> a little jinx joke. A little jinx, jinx, baby. jinx joke for the people. <laughs> There's a bit there again. Come on. Oh, oh. Jinx, jinx, baby. Right. Jinx, baby. All right, guys. So we're going to rank best Batman here. So uh, what was a better Batman, one or two? No. So the answer is Te- two. Uh, one. Te- Got it. Technically one, emotionally two. <laughs> Can they so just gonna... both be last, like tied no. in my book? 
If you want, we can just put Ben Affleck ahead of them already, so we'll be fine. Yeah, we just write Justice League. Justice League. <laughs> I mean, honestly, unless George Clooney, like, unless the nipples are so bad that it'll out, I he might be the worst Batman. Like, and it's not close. I I was listening to uh, another podcast, and they're talking about uh, one of the guys brings up how he hate he just thought. Uh, Michael Keaton was a terrible Bruce Wayne slash Batman, basically a bad actor for these movies. And everybody was like defending it. And I was like, no, that can't be. And then watching this one again for this Batman Returns for the second time, I was like, he kind of has a point now. Which is mind boggling because I know that Keaton is like an otherworldly actor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super, I'm super so excited to defend Forever and Batman and Robin. I'm so, like I'm getting ready just for just to slam those stars. Just I mean, do, come on, do, Chris O'Donnell do, 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 and then Chris O'Donnell is. and Alicia Silverstone, <laughs> mm, peak '90s right there. Can't wait, can't wait. Uh, best villains. Uh, who was better, Joker or Catwoman, Penguin? Joker. Okay. Uh, so I assume you agree with that because I, I, yes. I was about to say Catwoman. <laughs> uh, I'm going Joker. Okay. Uh, best suit, one or this one or, or uh, from. Is who cares an option? <laughs> yeah. So, so here's the thing. In this one, I had they, to look it up if there was any changes. There was only, only for personal reasons. Uh, there was a zipper included so you can go to the bathroom because in the after the with the first suit he had to take like the entirety off for him to go to the bathroom. So this time they uh, made a zipper. Um, that was one of the jokes about uh, Robert Pattinson. It, they asked him like, "Did you ask any of the old?" Uh, batman's of what to do and they all said get a zipper so you can go to the bathroom on uh, either end funny enough that's one of the things that tom holland complains about with the spidey suit is that he has to live in that thing for like 16 hours a day without the ability to go to the bathroom that's mm-hmm. funny did we i think we didn't talk about it much like batman's range of motion like was a little better i feel like they he was able in this one to move his neck more freely in, in, in batman one he literally had one move where he made that dumb michael keaton face and held his arms out and like slowly was lowered down on a rope with his wings out which i like more move. i liked that in one while this one we had the scene of him flying through gotham and like he had to bring out his back bat wings and then like forcefully move and turn himself around yeah, to yeah. fly yeah they both weren't like, they both weren't great but i just hated Michael Keaton's face just bugged me so much when he was getting lowered down to go fight people in the first well, one. His face bugged me in the entire movie because he did the, the shock faces and they made sure to zoom in on the face. You're like, oh, no. He also only had like one bat gadget, which was just like the fucking crosswire thing. That and the new bat w- battering that could, uh, the, the battering that could determine how many people to hit at once. And then the dog catches it and he's like, huh, damn. <laughs> that fucking scene when he... Oh my god! Okay, I'm glad you brought up that scene, Joe. I'd forgotten about how terrible that was. That thing was flying at head height, and then that dog caught it at ankle height. Like, am I to believe that little Chihuahua jumped up to head height and then caught it and came down? The answer is yes. Uh, we also got the um, best uh, Batmobile. So way, it was one two for me, and yeah, so far it's one he, two for everything. I'm putting it when down he took one, two. off yeah. the fucking bat cowl and it just ripped apart like weak plastic yeah. i was like how is that protecting him yeah um 
best Batmobile. I think it's one, two, because this one for the for the sequel for this one is just like we talked earlier about how the Batmobile is just made to make sure that he can beat people at certain things of for the development of plots. Um, and Penguin did the dumb like VR hack thing in it without any effort. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Like, how yeah. how's that? Uh, I know it's not one of the things. What do you guys think? What was better? The bat bat wing from one or the bat like bat boat? The bat boat was so fucking stupid. That scene of it doing like a weird like flip in the sewers yeah. looked so bad. Go back and watch it. The fact of him doing the oh no look as then he has to make the 180 spin up the penguins are shooting at him um, dude i am rock hard right now thinking about the weird blue glow batmobile and bat plane we're about to get and bat boat that we're about to get for forever i remember loving these bat uh creations for the next movie can't wait uh i can't wait um movie one two yes uh, yeah, I probably Dave. have never watched it ever still, again. still warming up. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's in the microwave. It's in the microwave. Oh, you're, you're microwaving it? You yeah. fucking charlatan. Yeah, it's, a, hey. it's, um, hey, it's, it's Swiss Miss. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with microwave, man. Uh, me, me and the producer were doing this thing uh, called Food Unity, and it's basically high, high-end TV dinners. It's not that bad. It's like 10 bucks a meal. It's not that bad. Food Unity, sponsored here at NoSellingTable.com. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that take your bit there, Keith? You know, you're, you're not... That's not funny. It's not, it's not even a little bit funny. There's no jokes there. <laughs> okay. Speaking of no jokes, let's do some stargazing. I'm just going to use what I used last... Da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da. Star Glazer. <laughs> Star Glazer. Star Glazer. It's the worst song ever. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, Keith, what do you give it, Mister? Uh, I'm gonna cheat defend- on this one. What's my uh, what's my uh, Batman score? Three. Three. <sighs> So it, I, I think it's worth mentioning that I do think Tim Burton is a very talented director and an artist, like and a filmmaker. I've heard a fun like a a fun opinion I've heard is that like if 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 a director has two like unimpeachably good movies, then you can call them a good director. And I think Tim Burton fits that bill. Doesn't that technically mean you can call Michael Bay a good director, though? He is. Yes. Is he? Yes. I feel like if you make more movies that are bad than you made good, that can come back into question. Michael Bay just came out and announced that uh, Steven Spielberg told him to only watch, only to make three Transformer movies. And Bay's Guess now who like, came out on top I should on that have. He's <laughs> smiling that too. Yeah, me specifically. <laughs> when we have to do the Transformer franchise. Okay, so... I, I wish we could do like, can I do like 2.9? No, we two, only two three quarters. quarters. 2.75. Because I like, I really, really do honestly believe that Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer were like charming and fun to watch in this. 
and they, yeah, added they a had their points. Me. They had their moments, but yeah. like, oh, and for me, an overall like slow, boring movie. And it's yeah. the same time frame, same time as '89. Yeah. Yeah, it's not them that's the problem, Keith. It's what they were yeah. given that was yeah. the problem. Rick, as an old man saying says, you can't make much out of a shit sandwich. I don't think that's a saying. <laughs> yeah, how many gla- how many star how many glazes of that? Uh, I gave it two stars. Okay. It does have its moments. I'm never watching this film again. <laughs> Is this a Christmas movie? Takes place in Christmas. I will fucking reach through this screen and punch you in I'm the just, face. Die Hard's asking. not a Christmas movie. I'm just asking because people say Die Hard is. People say the bad Nightmare Before Christmas is, and it's a Whoa, whoa, know. whoa. The Nightmare Before Christmas is not a bad movie. It's a great uh, movie. This I is think. Christmas. I've never this seen it. So. Halloween. This, <laughs> this is Christmas. This is also, Christmas. That is this a Christmas is movie. This is Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never seen it. So I, I, I. But no, a movie happening at Christmas does not make it a Christmas movie. Die Hard's hmm. not a Christmas movie. Also, I, I don't like that we're having this conversation, but like Die Hard. Christmas conversations so like chive reddity like 2000s shit I hate it it's crazy. Keith you're, you're stuck on iFunny alright buddy <laughs> you know, Keith you want to dive into these conversations a hot dog's not a fucking sandwich oh, oh no don't do that one. <laughs> oh my god uh, Rick did you watch the vibe oh hell yeah I checked out the vibe everyone yeah. check out G4 like subscribe they need the subscribers yes they do uh yes they they just did a whole thing of uh it's a hot dog and it blew my goddamn mind and it's just dude that ultimate chef guy was crazy yeah he went so in depth with that shit he's the they had a keith they had a host uh guest on it who's going to do a a month work long dive into if a hot dog is a sandwich he's going to have a historian a lawyer and like two other like factual check people to be like they're going to break it down to like nitty gritty. Oh, like no. I will with my star glazing where well, I'll give it two and a half. Keith, this chef made a urine marshmallow. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> he makes, he made, he does like, he made a like frozen gusher, like noodle or something like. Yeah. It's weird. But uh, that brings Batman returns in at 2.4 stars. <laughs> Making it our second lowest rated movie of 2022. Wow. Uh, beating only Beverly Hills Cop 3, which it's going to be hard to beat Beverly Hills Cop 3 for worst movie of the year. Hey, so I'll, uh, I'll let the fake movie experts in on some uh, recording how the sausage is made stuff, which is some really funny timing with what Thinking you just said. Too? Because there was a toilet flush in the background that might be on my microphone. It's not. I- I didn't. As, as as you as you said, a poorly reviewed movie. There was a toilet flush sound in the background. So well, it really just adds really to the fact good... that we need a soundboard for Joe. I know to that's what I'm saying. Like if we had a like, I could have done a toilet flush sound right there. It would have been tight. Well, we'll no, no, look no. Into Joe it. will we'll... Joe will control the soundboard because it'll be yeah. way it'll be way worse slash funnier that way. Yeah, because Joe will just like interrupt us at times because we're talking too much. I'll have tons like tons of Nick Cage yelling or something like bees, bees. Like, what, what Shut up, you? bitch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll look into the soundboard. Keep my wife's name out your fucking out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, dude, about... over a GI Jane joke. Yeah, we'll get into that. 
but what we're, what we're really getting into is next week here on fake movie experts as we re- reviewing and talking about batman forever not a tim burton movie uh joel schumacher um, silver so yeah joe schumacher <laughs> silver is taking over um keith do you have any uh pub any any uh websites to go to yeah head on actually i do um it's a serious one <laughs> since you yelled at my food unity one no it's a it's important it has to do with a really hot issue nowadays in, in 2022 you know um go to coca-cola.com and type in jinx code word jinx parentheses fake movie experts for a free coke um it's really important thinking- to me I, I checked that email you received did you check the spelling on that coke because um, last i checked the coca-cola company isn't spelled c-o-c-e keith had the sprite to do it and a pepsi to see if he read the email right did you keith did you pepsi the email i don't, I don't think this is funny guys <laughs> did you yeah, squirt all I appreciate over it? you stop taking jobs that we're paying for that's not how sponsorships work, Keith. We don't pay them to talk about them. Keith, we work 7-Eleven around here to make sure that we get everything right for all the fans. I wrote a and... really heartfelt letter to Coke. <laughs> Keith, C-O-K-E, Cola. Yeah, I, they wrote me back. They said, Jinx. Oh, Keith. Keith, they're clearly colored yellow. Coke is red. They're clearly colored yellow. Coke is red. Keith Jinx, has no. You owe me a Coke. Keith has no bark <laughs> to his bite when he talks about Coke. <sighs> well, thank you for that, Keith. But you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com. We can find all of our blogs, all of our podcasts, and everything Keith tries to do for family friendly or uh, uh, content. You can also find all of us on the social medias. You can find all you can find all of our podcasts at Apple Podcasts and now Spotify, baby. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? <laughs> <laughs>